Hey, how's it going? I'm Mark Salazar. What's up, guys? I'm Joseph Jimenez. Hi, I'm Nate Hernandez. And I'm Jose Gonzalez. And tonight we're going to be talking to you about Jermaine Lamar Cole, more commonly known as J. Cole, an extremely popular rap artist and skilled lyricist whose tracks will have your mind twisting and turning as you try to find an interpretation to his profound lyrics. We'll be taking a look at KLD, a song about success, harsh upbringing, and drugs. Now, J. Cole was born January 28, 1985 in Frankfurt, Germany in a military base, where then he and his family, excluding his father, father, had left and moved to Fayetteville, North Carolina, where he was then raised and lived in a trailer park where his mom struggled and had a really hard time making ends meet. From what I heard and read, his mother's second marriage played a huge part in his life, as it showed a better life and was soon taken away from him due to his mother falling into a crack cocaine addiction. But that didn't stop him from pursuing his love for music. He learned to play violin at a young age and let it be, uh, let it later began to rap over tracks and produce tracks. All right, so J. Cole released his uh, Diva uh, mixtape, The Come Up, on May 4, 2007. The album has been downloaded and streamed half a million times while being viewed almost a whopping two million times. Cole had influence from Kanye West, Jay-Z, Nas, and Ghostface Killer, as he had sampled parts of their songs for uh, his album. Now with his experiences and the momentum that the come-up produced, he built a career and ultimately became famous and was turned into a household name around the world. Which brings us to today with one of his most recent songs being K.O.D. From what I know, K.O.D. can stand for three things. Kids on drugs, kill our demons, and King Overdose. So what you guys think about that? Honestly, when I first heard the song, I thought it was just kids on drugs, you know, the most simple one. But later, when I heard it again, you know, thinking more about it, I thought it was, you know, about people trying to drown their problems or demons by using drugs. I had actually interviewed Dr. Weinel, which is a music theory professor at Lee College, and I had asked him, according to J. Cole, I had asked him this. According to J. Cole, the artist who created the song, KOD, it, those, that stands for Kids on Drugs, King Overdose, and Kill Our Demons. Which meaning do you think better suits the song and why? He said something around the lungs like of this. He said, I believe it's Kill Our Demons simply because the chorus was really repetitive. It was, you know, symbolizing a sickness. Thus, you know, providing a deeper meaning also compared to like, you know, kids on drugs where it's not that deep. And you know, I kind of agree with this because, you know, like, like I said, I mean, people just try to drown their, their feelings, you know, with drugs. Well, when I first listened to it, I didn't really like it, to be honest. The album, the album was fire, though. You know what, Nate, bro? Maybe the song didn't like you. You ever thought about that one? You know what, Joseph? Be quiet. Because basically, to me, it's a double-edged sword. Because they're using drugs to cope with any problems or issues that they have or the demons they're fighting every day. So I think it's both kids on drugs and kill our demons. I like what you're saying. I personally think that society these days relies heavily on drugs. I've seen an, I've seen a huge increase of drug abuse within the youth around me. Uh, so kids on drugs just speaks way more loudly to me because of that reason. I kind of have to agree with Nay on this one, like because I wasn't all that into the song when it first came out. But like now that time's passed and we're older, looking back at it with a more mature mindset, I can understand what uh, J. Cole's trying to say, you know? I agree more with the kids on drugs 
because the environment we put our children in will determine how our kids will turn out to be you know so they don't necessarily have to do drugs but being around people that do do them will influence them and how they grow up as a person potentially leading to them to like use drugs or deal drugs when you're surrounded by that type of environment and that's all you've known growing up it's hard to get out of it i've seen so many kids you know that were friendly outgoing you know they had like a bright future ahead of them but because of drugs and the neighborhood that they were raised in they got put into a dangerous lifestyle you know what i'm saying which caused them to face life or face some time in prison already prison already at the age of 18 simply because they were a product of their environment even now that we're finding out that weed isn't as damaging as we thought i've never seen weed do anything good to a kid or a minor you know all it does is open the floodgate to other drugs which then ultimately ultimately ties into kids on drugs hell i even know a dude that used to smoke weed in junior high and now he's he now he smokes crack i agree with what you're saying mark like when you're mature and able to handle yourself regulation i'm sorry i'm studying on my words what i meant to say is like when you're mature and able to handle yourself recreational use like of drug products marijuana you know smoke all you want do what you want but when you're that young it can damage you for life yeah but i see i see both of those points though but what, but what i see is like you know whenever you throw into the deep end with a horrible situation like that you you have to learn how to swim or you're simply gonna just drown because of the environment you put in because i mean you're just gonna be a cut you got to get accustomed to the ways of the environment you're in and I mean, sadly, because of that, not a lot of people get make it out. Not only growing up in that lifestyle causes one to use drugs, but people who you look up to as role models can cause this too, such as artists or celebrities that show their lifestyle of drugs or other illegal actions, will probably cause the listener themselves to mimic that lifestyle just to live just like them. All right, so like, what y'all guys think about the lyrics? All right, Mark, go ahead and play that first part. All right, so it starts off by saying this. This is what you call a flip. Ten keys from a car to brick. Bentley from his mama whip. K.O.D. He hard as shit. I think he means that he's getting cocaine and mixing it in with other powders. You know, I'm not going to say what powder, but to, you yeah, know, to, <laughs> to add weight to it. it. It reminds me of a song by UGK called Murder. Um, Pimp C describes getting a bird and moving its weight up to 50 ounces by re-rocking his coke. So that's what I personally think it means, but y'all tell me y'all thoughts. I see what you mean, Mark, but honestly, I don't think he's talking about that. I think, I mean, I can see what you mean, like the point that he's, you know, of course, you know, redoing and, and everything else and with his drugs and other products to make a profit. But honestly, I think that he's just, you know, bragging and boasting the fact that I mean, not only is a drug dealer making a lot of money, but he's also boasting about, you know, like how how good he is about moving this product and, you know, making so much more money off of it compared to, the, you know, the average drug dealer, you know, because, I mean, he also said that he got a Bentley from his mama's whip. So he he made so much money that instead of driving a little raggedy car like his mom's, you know, has a Bentley. Really? It just shows he's on the come up. Just like J. Cole starting as nobody to one of the most famous artists in our generation. The lyrics are showing how he was able to start from his mama whip to one of the most expensive foreign cars, which which is a Bentley. Yeah, I'm gonna be completely honest right here. I don't have a lot of knowledge about the drug industry or anything like that, but I do understand that it takes skill to move a heavy product like that. 
across a wide range and discreetly nonetheless. So the fact that he was able to turn the drugs into a Bentley car is extremely impressive. First verse, first verse. All right, so the first verse goes DJ like this. <laughs> DJ, what? All right, so the first <laughs> verse goes like this. Wow, niggas been cramping my style. Blowing my high, they want to reply. The number one question is how? How does it feel now that you won't? How much you worth? How big is your home? How come you won't get a few features? I think you should. How about I don't? How about you just get the fuck on my dick? How about you listen and never forget? I feel like he's just annoyed and, you know, he's just over people asking stuff like how much he's worth and all that, all that bullshit instead of like, you know, how you feeling, man? How you doing? How's life? You know? And... I feel like people attracted to him only want to be there because of his wealth. I think that's what he's trying to emphasize and say. Not just that, they're they're kind of showing him fake love, but they're also showing that he's getting bombarded with the same question again and again, and he's just tired of it. And it's also just showing that he's way above these people and these questions. Like he's the king out of all of them. Yeah, for me, like I think this just shows like his rise to the top leads to so many others having an opinion on your lifestyle and what you choose to do with your creative outlet. Because like, when you have a platform, everybody wants to have their say on that platform. But at the end of the day, it's his platform, you know? Like, everyone has a say on how you live your life when they should be more worried about themselves. It can get pretty annoying, like when you're constantly hearing over and over how to do things and live your life. Only go say this one time, then I'll dip. Niggas ain't worthy to be on my shit. Haven't you heard I'm as cold as a tip? Tip of the ice, but I tip the Titanic. Don't tiptoe around it. My shit is gigantic, as big as the fucking Atlantic. I'm lit, bitch. Well, in my opinion, in this entire verse, you know, it's J. Cole's way of saying that, like, now, of course, not just to his haters, but, you know, anybody in his rap game that try to, like, you know, combat him or just simply diss him, you know? I just think, you know, he's just trying to be like, ain't nobody as good as me. Y'all will never be as good as me. Just accept the fact that I am the best. Like, don't even try to play with me. While also boasting about his rapping and lyrical abilities. And also being able to predict that, you know, he'll never fade away from the top. That he will always be the top dog. The thing, the thing I like the most about this is the connection between himself and the tip of the iceberg that take down the Titanic. The Titanic. Showing that he'll be able to sink in uh, anybody's career pretty quickly within a snap, just like Thanos. I like that. I like that Thanos put it right there. But, you know, another point that, like, with this whole verse and kind of, like, you know, brings it all together is that within the interview, I had also asked Dr. Wino, you know, how does he think the manipulation and the pronunciation of the words in this verse, you know, help with KOD? Not only, I mean, of course, it's going to rhyme, but not only with, you know, just tying the whole thing together you know and he responded with something like this he was like and j cole uses accents on various words at, at certain times and you know bring the whole thing together which ultimately creates like a very unique pattern that makes it just everything flow at the same time you know and he also increases his lyrical intensity which kind of goes back to what y'all were saying on how he just felt annoyed and and but just bombarded with the same nonsense questions i grew up only fuel to love my mind got my first fuel to blood i'm hanging out and they shoot up the club my homie got pharmaceutical plug i smell the drug and they run through my vein i think it's working it's numbing the pain don't give a fucking on someone to say don't give a fucking yeah. someone to say i grew up only few to love is saying that most and nobody cared from growing up but if you look back at the first verse and like how i said when people had an opinion of him 
they're just really showing fake love. And it really ties it together well. And the first part he talks about seeing blood, showing a reference either to a victim of a shootout, a person shooting up drugs, or just someone who has gang ties. Hey, play that one part for me. This shit daily, so so much activist. I convince activists that they should pay me. Your practice made perfect on practices, baby. Your practice made perfect on practices, baby. All right, right there in the middle, he's saying he drinks so much activist that activists should pay him. He's saying that because of his extensive use, he might as well be sponsored for it, you know, like especially after some free promotion on his like record winning song. And then right there, when he says, if practice makes perfect, then he's practiced his baby, he's saying he's perfect. I like that. Yes, sir. Y'all nigga trapping so let's go daisy. My nigga still crack like it's back in the 80. No, your nigga, he acting so crazy. He serve a few passing, he jackin' Mercedes. He shoot at the police, he clap at old ladies. He don't give a fuck if them crackers gon' hang him. Bitches be asking, where have you done lately? I can relate to some of the lyrics here. You know, I've been pretty close to shootouts where people die. And I grew up in an area where people use drugs all day. But fortunately, my parents uh, always advised me to never go near them and stuff. I think what he's trying to portray here is, you know, like the effects of drugs and you know how like simply this alters your mind and you just don't care you just care about that that next fix what's the next thing that's gonna come up you know and you know also i didn't see the violence at the end of the day but i mean also during my interview with dr wino with i had asked him i don't know if he believes if the the lyrics in kod you know correctly depict or just paint a picture of you know drugs and violence you know and he was like i think ultimately that J. Cole is trying to, you know, paint a picture that violence was always around them and drugs were always around them. And whenever they coincided and mixed together, it just put fire more fuel into the flame and made it worse. Yeah, I stacked a few is like my lesson was shady. My life is too crazy, no ad to go play me. My life is too crazy, no ad to go play me. At the end, he makes a reference to NMN, whose name is Marshall Matters. The next part, that no one can be him in a movie even if there was a clone but to me it represents another reference to the same artist that didn't have an actor to play him in the in his own movie eight mile but he played himself in eight mile play that one bit mark play that one bit power greed money money The drugs listed all have potential to cause addiction. You know, money, power, fame, and love aren't necessarily drugs or controlled substances or anything like that, but they, they can be addicting and have the power to greatly change someone for the better or worse, just like drugs. I feel like J. Cole decides to say that love is the strongest drug because love has the power to heal people's emotional wounds and it has the power to rehabilitate. Yeah, I, I can see what you mean there, Mark. But, I mean, honestly, like I mean, like I said, I agree with you on, like, all those things or substances could change your life for better or worse. But honestly, I think J. Cole's trying to empathize, emphasize that the idea that, of course, drugs can change your life, but ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human beings, right? And ultimately, we're trying to strive and find, you know, not necessarily like a romantic love, but type of like 
you know, brotherly love or just a close, really close relationship with someone. But they always like reassure us, you know, saying they're always going to be there, that we're never going to be alone. They always got our back, you know, just being in our corner, you know, cheering us on. Ultimately going back to like, you know, how people try to kill their demons. So instead of turning to drugs, you turn to love and they help you out. And I agree with y'all, but I also see it the other way. Like it can cause us to use drugs. Like having your heart broken from a from losing a loved one might cause a person that goes to the very bottom and cause a start a problem for each other. You might look to the nearest beer or you might look to the nearest crack. Anything just to suppress that pain that you have and you can't control. This thing we call love makes people crazy, do crazy things, all right? But it's not just the love that you might have from a wife or husband, but the love that you have from your children, you know? Love can motivate others to change themselves and turn their lives around for the better. But on the other hand, like Nate said, it can plunge you into the deepest and lowest parts of your life that you've ever been in, you know? And But that's external love. I think that the most powerful type of love is self-love. I feel like those who take drugs are chasing a high that lets them escape their reality. You know, because in their reality, they, they hate themselves, like who they are, the world they're living in, whether it be their environment, you know? And so they're constantly getting high over and over, chasing like a newer high, a better high, you know? But when, like, when you start to overuse these drugs, you can never reach that same high. And it just leaves to kids, like, a overdosing. But when you love yourself, you don't need to chase that high. And one song off of Dreamville, which like J. Cole started, a lyric off of hit the song Self-Love, um, is self-love is the best love. And I truly believe that. I completely agree. Like, I I've had family members before that, you know, they, they, they got into a bad relationship or something and they, they become chronic alcoholics or, you know, drug addicts because of that you know love has a love has a lot of power to do good but also a lot of power to do bad you know yeah. so i agree with what you're saying um but the interpretation for j cole's lyrics for kod could be discussed for days on end but you know these are just our thoughts and interpretations on what we believe kod means yeah exactly like i mean even j cole himself said that you know the song's gonna mean something different for everybody bro it's not gonna be the same i mean like i said we all had different points of views kod the song is just one piece of the big old puzzle yeah just like they say uh we only looked at one song tonight but this just leads to more and more discussion but that's all we have time for tonight so y'all take care all right y'all good night